Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Um, do you remember what happened on Friday? Uh, it was springtime in the time of David, and they were <laughs> wanting to go kill people because it was the time to kill people. It was the time. You do it, was it every time. spring. Springtime is killing time. And they killed giants. They did. And David was a sweet, sweet psalmist. Yeah, yeah that too. Um, we also, I think... We're near Bathsheba time, and it's possible they skipped it, but maybe they didn't. 
maybe we'll find out soon. I don't know. I don't know. But this is Chronicler's telling, so, like, you never know what the Chronicler's going to do. Yeah, you just never know. Like, you got to stay tuned to find out what the Chronicler skips and what he doesn't skip. Because you don't want to make him into a victim. Right, right. Because then he's weak. But you also don't want to make him a bad guy. So you can't talk about his strengths too much. You're talking about David, right? Yeah. 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 You can't talk about either his strengths or his weaknesses. Right. You got to walk that perfect line of perfect David. Of sweet, sweet psalmist David. Yeah. So that was uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 20. Indeed it was. And today we're going to be reading... 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Let's do this. Let's. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, First Chronicles chapter 21. Okay. Satan. Satan? Satan. Did you say Satan? I said Satan. Is this the first mention of Satan? I believe it is. Huh. Satan. That's fucked up. This Satan guy. Just out of nowhere. Like, they're just introducing a character, right? They're like, Satan. You You know know Satan? You know Satan? Who the fuck's Satan? I've never heard of him before. (laughs) (laughs) I have not met this fine fellow. (laughs) Well, whoever... Here he is. I mean, he's in the Bible now. Whoever he is... He rose up against Israel. Son of a bitch. And caused David. I fucking David, hate it when Satan rises up. He caused David to take a census of the people of Israel. Oh, so this it's, is where the, one of those contradiction things comes mm-hmm. in, sort of. The devil made him do it. The devil made him do it, yeah. yeah. This is why God punished him. Mm-hmm. So we're, just, we're still trying to make David look good or reasonable mm-hmm. as to why he did things against God here. Yeah. So yeah. this is part of like the excuse, mm-hmm. the apologist, right? Satan, yeah. like Satan rose up and made him definitely. Get it. So like, I wonder when this time frame was that the chronicler was writing because yeah. Satan is a new fucking word and concept here, right? So this is really weird and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. cool in the sense that you know now we got Satan. I think that in our Q and A, we might have to cover some Satan. I think Satan is definitely on the the it's docket on the table. here. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even go past the first sentence. (laughs) We're trying to see how many times we can say Satan. It's kind of fun. (laughs) So David said to Joab and the commanders of the army, dudes, take a census of all the fucking people of Israel from Beersheba in the south to Dan in the north and bring me a fucking report so I may know how many there are. Yeah. 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 Do it. Uh But Joab replied, um... Right, but so uh, may the Lord increase the number of his people a hundred times over, you know? Like, I'm I'm happy about that, but, like, why my Lord the King? 
do you want me to do this? Right. Because counting people is stupid. Are they not all your servants? Question mark. I mean, why? I'm thinking that he wants it so he can collect more tax money. That's usually yeah. why there's censuses. Yeah. Yeah. Why must you cause Israel to sin? So Joab knows. Right. But I don't understand why. I, I didn't understand it then. I don't really understand it now. Why is counting your people a sin? Well, we covered this in the Q&A back then um, because they they don't belong to David. They belong to God. So he's not allowed to count them? No, because he's counting them for his glory. He's counting them Oh, to when show... it's God's glory instead of David's glory. Yeah, he's okay. counting them to show how awesome he is. Okay. They weren't preparing for war or anything. He just was like, he wanted to raise taxes and he wanted to look powerful. Okay, all and right. So he was doing it for the wrong reasons. I guess. I that guess. was what the... I'm, I'm not that's, saying... No, no, no. I know, I know. That's I'm not what saying if I agree. That's, that's just, what the apologists say. Well, and not just the apologists. The scholars who study this would say... Sure. That is the obvious answer. Right, right. He did it for the wrong reasons. Okay. All right. But the king insisted that they take the fucking census. So Joab traveled throughout all Israel to count the people. And he's like, hey, whatever you say, dude. Mm-hmm. Then Joab returned to Jerusalem and reported the number of people to David. There were 1,100,000 oh. warriors wow. in all of Israel who could handle a sword. And 470,000 in Judah. Mm. But Joab did not include the tribes of Levi and Benjamin in the census. Because he was so distressed at what the king had made him do. Mm, yeah. So there was actually more people. There's more, yeah. Yeah. But he was like, I don't know about all this. I don't, I wonder if that number is the same in the first reading, the million whatever. I it don't seems know. like a large number of people. Right. Like, I'm really bad with numbers, as you know. Right. So I couldn't possibly right. tell you. But I'm curious if that's one of the... I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't remember them saying a million in the last one. but Me neither, but... Maybe I'm just not remembering, because I remember, don't remember a lot of things, so... Exactly. Exactly. Well, when we do our um, uh, what's Q and A, no, not just Q and A. The uh, what's it called? Contradictions oh, at the yeah. end of this book. Yeah, we'll probably find out then. We will have a lot more to cover now that we're in Chronicles, right? So I'm because very we can excited. go back and hit the one that they actually you know, yeah. reference. So. Yeah, exactly. Because there were so many I had to skip, especially right. in Samuel, because we weren't there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. God, I will have you know, was very displeased with the census and he punished Israel for it, which I find to be bullshit because it was the king that did it, not Israel. Right. No, I agree. That's like they God punishes people for what kings do all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crap. That's bullshit. But then also God cares about censuses, but not about fucking people dying of cancer. Right. Like, come on now. Yeah. Jimmy, this is some bullshit. And and. I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Say, you know, this guy that does all these things, if if he actually exists, if they actually exist, mm-hmm. then we as a people in this world need to rise up and hunt him down and kill him." Yeah, because he's a very he's a fucking bad horrible entity. person, thing, whatever. He's a bad entity, right? I'm like not... this, why? Why do you give a fuck about a census versus all the other things you could care about? Right. Like that's so and stupid. I'm sorry, but. Um, he has a plan and, and we're not good enough to understand. That's just not good enough for me. I'm sorry. Every time I get a whiff of his fucking plan where he doesn't care about this, but he cares about a goddamn census or something. Or picking up sticks on the wrong goddamn I'm like, day. Your plan is fucking stupid, dude. It doesn't really seem to me like you really know what you're doing. Right. And you're kind of just moody. Yeah. Mercurial right? as fuck. Definitely. So then David said to God. He just called him he up on right. his He didn't have to phone. go through Nathan this time, right? Nope. He said straight to God. He called him up and he goes, I have sinned greatly by taking this census. 
please forgive my guilt for doing this foolish thing. Yeah. Does he yeah, sound sin sincere? He's I mean, like, I the, did it. You're the one reading it, so I don't know how he said it. Maybe he was more grovelly, you know? But it just strikes me that he did it and then apologized later. Well, That's yeah. the way you do things. Right, right. Right? If you don't want the answer to be no, don't ask permission. Right, right. Then the but, Lord... But, you know, to spend your whole life asking permission also is kind of a shitty way to have to live your life because mm -hmm. there's some, you know, stupid God over here that's going to be like, I didn't want you to count those people. Right. What? Seriously, dude? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Then the Lord spoke to Gad, David's seer. So um, David spoke directly to um, God, but God was like, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm going to go talk to this other guy. Right. But they said seer. Doesn't that indicate like a, like a psychic type person? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, this is what he, this is what the message said. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I will give you three choices. Oh, I remember this. Okay. It's interesting. All right. Choose one of these punishments. Oh, yeah, I do too. And I will inflict it upon you. Right. So Gad came to David and said, these are the choices the Lord has given you. You know, I, what I find interesting is that in this telling, we don't have to read God tell Gad what they are and then Gad tell him. And so. Right. Like, they tightened it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, like normally up until at, Excuse me. Up until now, um, the chronicler breaks this chain because up until now, everything is repeated. Like right. that's the way that they they did it to like show. I don't know, like the the oral tradition required it or some stupid shit. To help well, them it probably helped it and, to solidify it in your brain by yeah. saying it over and over again. And right? it was very so. sing songy and stuff like yeah, that, probably yeah. too. But. Um, they repeated everything. Like, that's how one of the ways that they could tell that it was a different author. Right. Because this guy didn't say, he didn't have God spell it out to Gad and then Gad spell it out to David. Right, right. They skipped that part, which is nice. I mean, yeah. But then I just spent the entire time <laughs> going on about it. So it didn't save me a single breath. No, no. Okay, you may choose three years of famine. Three months of destruction by the sword of your enemies or three days of severe plague as the angel of the Lord brings devastation throughout the land of Israel. Mm. Decide what answer I should give the Lord who sent me. Ugh, I'm in a desperate situation, David replied to Gad. But let me fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is very great. Do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel and 70,000 people died as a result. That's some bullshit. Right, but we did cover that in our Q&A. I know, it was still and bullshit. It made sense uh, insofar as any it, of this makes it sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense why God punishes all of Israel no, for David. No, totally, I agree. It does not make any sense. I agree. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem, but just as the angel was preparing to destroy it, the Lord relented. Because he changes his mind sometimes. Right, right. Even though they say he doesn't. As I he recall, does. it was David actually like pleaded with him or something, wasn't it? Mm, I don't remember. Mm. But the Lord relented and said to the death angel, Stop! That's enough! At that moment, the angel of the Lord was standing by the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth with his sword drawn, reaching out over Jerusalem. So David and the leaders of Israel put on burlap to show their deep distress yeah. and fell face down on the ground. I always put on but a it's potato sack yeah, yeah. when I'm upset. 
But it's interesting how they stopped. Mm-hmm. Or God stopped the Lord. In this telling of it, mm-hmm. God stopped the Lord before they put the burlap on. God stopped the angel. God stopped the angel before they put the burlap on. I right. think it was the other way in the last one. You're probably right. I don't so, remember. I mean, it would make more sense that they groveled before God yeah. stopped, you know? Yeah. And David said to God, I am the one who called for the census. I am the one who has sinned and done wrong. But these people are as innocent as sheep. What have they done? Oh, Lord, my God, let your anger fall against me and my family, but do not destroy your people. Yeah, this is, I think it would make more sense if they're trying to give glory to God, right? Mm-hmm. That they would make God make the decision before David grovels to him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's maybe why they put that in that order. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know either. But. Then the angel of the Lord told Gad to instruct David to go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arauna the Jebusite. That's where they were. Right, right. So David went up to do what the Lord had commanded him through Gad. Arauna, who was busy threshing wheat at the time, turned and saw the angel there. He's like, "Just I'm just chopping down my wheat. I right. got my wheat sickle and I'm sickling my wheat, chopping down my wheat. And then I turn around, <laughs> what the fuck? There's a fucking angel standing there. Holy shit. I mean, what would you do? Like, you're just going about your business, like... Well, I, I mean, if I saw an angel, my whole life would fucking change, obviously. <laughs> I would be like, hold on, hold on. I've seen Supernatural. Are you a good angel or a bad angel? I've also seen... Um, oh, what's the one with um, David Tennant and Michael Oh, Good Sheen? Omens. Good Omens. So, like, are you one of the officious guys that you know, don't care and you're just trying to follow the, what is it? The uh, ign- ineffable, ign- ineffable plan, the ineffable yeah, yeah, plan. Yeah. Or are you like Michael Sheen and you just like bookstores and wine? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, turned and saw the angel there. His four sons who were with him ran away and hid. Mm, that's probably, probably smart. smart. Yeah. yeah. But when Arauna saw David approaching, he left his threshing floor and bowed before David, who was, Wearing a potato sack. Yeah. With his face to the ground. David said to Arauna, let me buy this threshing floor from you at its full price. Then I will build an altar to the Lord there so that he will stop this plague. Take it, my lord, the king, and use it as you wish, Arauna said to David. I'll give the oxen for the burnt offerings and the threshing boards for wood to build a fire on the altar and the wheat for the grain offering. I will give it all to you. Hmm. He's like, there's an angel. You, and a king. Yeah. Like, no, you totally can have it. The end. Right. An angel and a king show up and they ask for things. You, you give, give it to you them. You give it to them. But King David replied to Arauna, no, I insist on buying it for the full price. I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. I will not present burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. I think that that, we talked about it at the time, that was a, a good thing to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as, you know, things in the Bible go. Yeah. Don't let the guy just give you all of his shit. Right. That's fucking crap. Right. Well, I, I I like the way it's phrased here. It was not phrased this way in the first go around where he says, I will not give something to the Lord that cost me nothing. Like that's right. not a sacrifice. Right. That's right. Just like just, lip service. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So David gave Arauna 600 pieces of gold in payment for the threshing floor. I mm. hope that was a good uh, price. Yeah. Right. David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And when David prayed, the Lord answered him by sending fire from heaven to burn up the offering on the altar. Wow. 
It's amazing. Fire, huh? I'd have loved to have seen that. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Right? Yeah. Then the Lord spoke to the angel who put the sword back in its sheath. Hmm. Like, stop, angel. Put your but fucking sword away. But he told him to stop away. before they even had this discussion, according to this section. I know. Weird. Whatever. Very weird. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit more left here. Okay. When David saw that the Lord had answered his prayer, he offered sacrifices there at Arauna's threshing floor. At that time, the tabernacle of the Lord and the altar of burnt offering that Moses has made in the wilderness were located at the place of worship in Gibeon. But David was not able to go there to inquire of God because he was terrified by the drawn sword of the angel of the Lord. The end. <laughs> I mean, I'd be terrified that I saw a fucking angel in the first place. So, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Especially one with a goddamn sword. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's where, like, the Sword of Damocles comes from. Are you familiar with that story? I've heard of it. I don't know much. No. Um, I don't know the whole story, but it's, like, you're dreading it falling on you. And that is punishment in and of itself. Got it. Without Got the it. sword actually falling on you. Gotcha. Gotcha. It, it's also, I think, similar to the um, millstone around your neck or... Um, Oh, I forget. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of them that parables and whatever that are right. all the same. Sure. Okay. Well, um, that was First Chronicles chapter twenty one. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with First Chronicles chapter twenty two. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Satan. Satan. First mention of Satan. Hell yeah. And uh, potato sack wearing. Mm-hmm. David um, did a census and it was a no-no. Right. And God likes to punish people for things that kings do. Right. Because right. God's a dick. And he told David, go buy that land that you did bad on. Yeah. And so then David bought the threshing floor from that dude. Well, God didn't tell him to buy the land. David decided to buy the land because he didn't want to sacrifice something that was somebody else's thing. No, David, I thought God told him, build me an altar here. Yeah, but he didn't tell him to buy the land. Okay, but he did tell him, build me an altar here. I'm just trying to give, you know, credit where credit's due there to David because he did decide to buy the land. That is true. So. But God was like, build me an altar. Right, right. And David was like, um. Yep. But I mean, not... God tells you to do something, you do it, I guess. But I don't own this, so I'll, I'll be right back in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> All right, that was First Chronicles chapter 21. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be covering... First Chronicles chapter 22. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, First Chronicles chapter twenty-two. Okay, um, this is actually starting with a continuation from the previous chapter. All right, the site for the temple. Okay, so just wanted to put that out there that it just starts off like mid story section. Yeah, yeah. Then David said. Then David yeah. said. Then David said, "This will be the location for the temple of the Lord God and the place of the altar for Israel's burnt." Offerings. Awesome. I love having a place for the burn offerings. Mm-hmm. I call it the stove. The stove? The oven? The oven. The furnace? The... No, the furnace would be a bad place for, <laughs> for burn offerings. I mean, the... those are the 
disgusting, you know, in the basement burn offerings. Stovepipe. Wait, what is? What did they used to call those those um kitchen things? Those kitchen things. We had to put coal into them to make the heat go. You talking about uh, I don't know. What are you, what are you <laughs> like like, like a wood burning stove type thing? Like the iron thing. The iron things. The iron things. Yeah, they they were big old things made of iron. I I don't like didn't coal your burning mom, stove. I guess didn't your so mom have one? Like, she had a wood burning stove. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was to oh. heat the house. You know. But it was a stove. I mean, it was that's like an old fashioned stove. Right, yeah. I mean, it's. Sure. I mean, okay. I was just trying to think <laughs> of another word for stove, oven. And, and like, then you just went off the rails. No, I wasn't <laughs> off the rails. I was on the rails. You just didn't go with me. Got it. Oh, okay, anyways. So David gave orders to call together the foreigners living in Israel, and he assigned them the task of preparing finished stone for building the temple of God. I see. How do you finish stone? You tumble it, I think. Oh. Don't you? Isn't that what that's tumbling how you get is? polished rocks. Isn't that finishing? I don't know. Maybe that's how you finish. Maybe you sand it down a lot. Maybe you spit on it and rub it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I know we used to have a tumbler for polishing rocks. Maybe you lift it over your head and throw it on the ground and say, you're finished. Oh God. And that's what you you're do. You're finishing the stone. Sweep the leg. Finish them. Finish them. <laughs> <laughs> David provided large amounts of iron for the nails that would be needed for the doors and the gates. Yeah. And for the clamps. He didn't just go down to Ace Hardware? No, he did not. Mm. He gave more bronze than could be weighed. That's a lot of fucking bronze. They said that the last time. I'm like, I call bullshit. You, you can, can weigh you it. You can fucking weigh it. You can weigh it. You just can... do it in chunks and add it up, man. Yeah, well, here's you the thing. You got abacuses. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, you could weigh a small portion of it and be like, okay, this is 10 pounds or what the right, fuck ever. Yeah. And then you just look and you go, okay, how many? I how got many one, two, three, ones? four, five. Blah, 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 right. And you say, okay, times 10. Right. You can fucking weigh that shit. Yeah. Don't tell me you can't weigh it. It's not unweighable. It's weighable. It's not like unnumbered as the stars or right. as numerous as a sand yeah, on the beach. Just because you're lazy and don't want to weigh it doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, it's difficult, but it's not undoable. Right. It's tedious and a pain in the ass and unnecessary. Just don't lie to me. Yeah. You know? Don't lie to me and don't pretend. Don't be like, but I like, cannot. Right. But I can't. Because that's bullshit. That's bullshit. He also provided innumerable, 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 could yes. not be counted. They, no numbers. Cedar logs. Cedar logs, okay. Yeah, they couldn't count them. Innumerable. <laughs> you cannot say that I word. I cannot say that word, but I'm trying to be sarcastic and it's not helping. <laughs> I'm just saying, how do you not be able to count how many fucking logs you have? You Again. Can, you can count them. You don't have to, like, count from one to a million. You can count off like 25 or 50 at a time right and then right. be like maybe this estimate. is so far back in time that they didn't have numbers to um register what the amount that they had was but they could still be like okay look we stopped counting at like you know a million so like we had a million times two right you know like or a million and a half like, okay how many sets of 50 did you have right my yeah. guy it's not that difficult yeah, break it into chunks and set, tell us how many sets you got this is not you can do it this is not it's hard easy. math. This is not like right. geometry or algebra. Again, you just didn't want to. You don't need the quadratic fucking equation for this. Okay. He also provided innumerable cedar logs for the men of Tyr and Sidon. Remember? Yeah, because they were like the 
the, the masters, the masters of cedar yeah. cutting shit had brought vast amounts of cedar to David. Yeah. David said, my son Solomon is still young and inexperienced. And since the temple to be built for the Lord must be a magnificent structure, famous and glorious throughout the world. I will begin making preparations for it now. Oh, he's going to prep for Solomon. I didn't yeah. know that that happened. I didn't know that happened either. Right? Do you I think was, that happened? I don't think that happened. I don't think that happened. No, that no. didn't happen. Way to go, chronicler, you big liar. He just added liar. that in. He's like, David's got to be the shit, man. David so. is such the shit that he prepped for Solomon. Right. Let's not give Solomon any credit of his own. Well, I mean, Solomon did it's have that last David. bad chapter there where he like, Right, know, but this is all David. all up. Yeah. So David collected vast amounts of building materials before his death. Yeah, of course. Because he's awesome. All of a sudden in this chapter where the chronicler's writing and loves David. He should lick his butthole. I mean, it's, you know, if he wants to, he can, I guess. I'm just saying. He's He's dead, though. That might be pretty nasty. He's so in love with him. Just saying. Then David sent for his son Solomon. He called for his pipe and he called for his fiddlers three. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? No. Old King Cole was a merry old soul, and a merry old soul was he. He called for his pipe, and he called for his son, and he called for his fiddlers three. Got it. Never heard that before? I have. I have. I just, not on the tip of my brain. Well, anytime it says he sent for his son, that's all I could think of is old King Cole. Got it. I don't know why, but okay. (laughs) Because he sent for his son. (laughs) Yeah. He called for his son, and he called for his pipe. What does that have to do with King Cole? Because he sent for his son. I'm still not following. They both sent for their son. Okay. He called for his son, and he called for his pipe, and he called for his fiddle. Oh, buddy. okay, okay. All right. I got it. Literally. It just, it just didn't, it didn't, it doesn't, I don't they know. They both called I got for it. their son. I get it now. I get it now. Okay. okay. Well, you're slow, and I was on that. You were on it. Okay. So then David, much like King Cole, sent for his son, Solomon, and instructed him to build a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. Okay. So David is telling Solomon. Right. He told him. Yeah. I don't think that happened either. I don't think that happened. Because that's not how it was portrayed to us when we read the book of Solomon. No. My son, said David, I want to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, David told him. Mm. But the Lord said to me, you have killed many men in the battles you have fought. And since you have shed so much blood in my sight, you will not be the one to build a temple to honor my name. Mm-hmm. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace. Solomon is wise. I mean, the wisest. I will give him peace with his enemies in all the surrounding lands. His name will be Solomon. You know, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. I'm just saying. it. So, it, okay. God is the one that made David war all these people, right? And yeah. Kill all of them. And he's getting blamed because he can't blame. He can't build a temple because he warred too much, right? Yeah. So... And then he's going to make Solomon's reign be peaceful. Mm-hmm. And he gets to build the temple because it's peaceful. But, like, both things God yeah. hypothetically did yeah. for them. So what does it matter who the fuck builds it? Right. They both are, quote, unquote, worthy, I guess, because David's David. And Solomon is, you know, the wisest motherfucker on the planet. Right. So who cares? I think the whole thing is stupid, personally. I agree. So David continues telling Solomon what God told him. Right. He is the one, Solomon, who will build a temple to honor my name. He will be my son and I will be his father. And I will secure the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, continued David, may the Lord be with you and give you success as you follow his directions in building the temple of the Lord your God. And may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding that you may obey 
the law of the Lord your God as you rule over Israel. For you will be successful if you carefully obey the decrees and regulations that the Lord gave to Israel through Moses. Be strong. Wait, but didn't they... Wasn't it during Solomon's reign? And maybe I'm misremembering this. Wasn't it during Solomon's reign? No, it was later, I think. But the, they they didn't have the, the, the Moses laws, remember? They they found them at some other point. Maybe it was during Solomon's reign, but I thought it was later. I don't know. So, like, they don't even know what Moses' decrees were, I don't think. I don't know when they lost them. In well, that's true. Maybe they, they still them. had them back then, and right. then they lost them between other kings. Maybe while they were building, they misplaced them. Possibly, yeah. David continues, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or lose heart. I have worked hard to provide materials for building the temple of the Lord. Nearly 4,000 tons of gold, 40,000 tons of silver, and so much iron and bronze bronze, that it cannot be weighed. I I thought I remembered Solomon bringing a lot of stuff in, too. Yeah, he like did. They went through this whole thing where mm-hmm. he was, and I even remember like there was that Egyptian queen that brought stuff. And, mm-hmm. So, like, now they're saying it was, this is, it's almost like they're saying David did all that stuff. Yeah. And that Solomon didn't do this stuff. Right. I, that's weird. Yeah, they're changing the story to make David that much more awesome. I guess. I can't build the temple myself, but I can gather ma- the materials. I mean, they're not specifically saying that Solomon didn't do that, but, like, this is the same kind of story that they said for Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just not correct, I don't think. And again, so much shit that it can't be weighed. Right. Okay. Yeah. Lazy asses. I have also gathered timber and stone for the walls, though you may need to add more. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. That okay. The whole okay. Thing, yeah. You have a large number of skilled stonemasons and carpenters and craftsmen of every kind. You have expert goldsmiths and silversmiths and workers of bronze and iron. Now begin the work, and may the Lord be with you. Wait, he's going to have him begin the work while David's still around? Right. That, that definitely didn't fucking happen. No. No, no. Then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to assist Solomon in this project. Oh, my God. Like, this is taking Solomon's story and being like, you know what? Fuck you. You didn't do shit. Yeah. Besides, we want David to be the awesome Right. Even though God specifically said David could not be the one to do this. Right. Right. They're like, well, but we need him to do it. So we're just going to make it sound like he did everything but build it. Yeah. And then we're going to have him actually start the project that he was told not to start. Yeah. This is such a lie. I mean, it, okay, it's not, it, they just need to pick a story. Yeah. You know, like pick a fucking story and stick to it. Yeah. This is this is a completely different well, fucking story. God told him don't do it. So why are they trying to make it out that he did it? Yeah. Is what I don't get. Yeah, and if you're helping do it, isn't that still kind of doing it? Yeah. Like, it seems it like is. you're, you're, you're kind of. I don't know. You're trying to walk a fine line there. Right, yeah. And I call bullshit on you. Right. Chronicler, you are mistaken. So right. That's this guy was like, man. Yeah. He was so in love with David. He just couldn't even leave his story alone. I mean, really? The Lord your God is with you, David declared. He has given you peace with the surrounding nations. He has handed them over to me, and they are now subject to the Lord and his people. Now seek the Lord the, your God with all your heart and soul. Build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you can bring the ark of the Lord's covenant and the holy vessels of God into the temple built to honor the Lord's name. The end. That is such a bunch of crap. Right? Yeah. Like they took Solomon's whole thing. Right. 
And they're like, nah. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't care for the chronicler. I find no, him he's... to be a smarmy, lying son of a bitch. Well, and like, okay, people have like rewritten, like this has been translated and translated and translated, and they've taken out books and put books in and whatever. They left this shit in? Right. Why? I don't know. It, com- It's stupid. I... I think that they must have left it in as a, and here's the thing that somebody did back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's some guy tried to rewrite the Bible. Look at this shit, huh? I guess. Or maybe they're leaving it in like, well, it's up to you to decide which one is the truth. I'm like, well, you did that one too many times and now I don't believe any of it. So, right, right, you know, right, right. Not, I mean, even if it all sounded great, I still haven't heard from God. So like, yeah. you know, whatever. But like this book is shit. All right. Well, that was uh, First Chronicles chapter 22. Are you sure? I'm sure now. Okay. Yes, I'm okay. sure now. Yes. And tomorrow we're going to be back with First Chronicles chapter 23. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, let's see. The chronicler couldn't count things. Or, well, David couldn't count things. Well, the chronicler and, claimed David couldn't count things. Right, right. And they couldn't weigh things either. No. There was no weighing or counting available then. Right. But it doesn't matter because the things that they couldn't weigh and that they couldn't count were things that David was gathering to build, build the fucking temple that for the Solomon did. Yeah. No, not the. Oh, yeah. For the art. For the art. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That was bullshit. It was bullshit. It was. Yeah. I don't. We didn't like the Chronicler last chapter. No. He's, he's crap. He's a liar. I mean, yeah. He's been a liar pretty much the whole time. But this was like. This was like. Really... I can't. I can't even count the ways that he was. <laughs> he was... <laughs> the amount of. That he got on my nerves is immeasurable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been weighing on me. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was just, I'm going to stop now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was First Chronicles chapter 22. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading. First Chronicles chapter 23. All right. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, First Chronicles chapter 23. Okay. But um, there's one sentence left of the story that we were reading from yesterday, David's preparation for the temple. Okay? Okay. So we start right oh, at the end. Oh, that was like the chapter title thing yeah. or something? Yeah. Ah. So here's the final sentence to start off this new chapter. Got it. Got it. When David was an old man, he appointed his son Solomon to be king over Israel. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So... Now we're starting a new little section. There was a whole lot more to that story, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, remember, like, because yeah. there was somebody else that was going to be mm-hmm. king, and then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Bathsheba was involved. So we mm-hmm. did skip over Bathsheba, yep. like, completely. Completely. Because yep. she was involved in that decision. Yep. Wow. The Chronicler just, like, edited that shit out. <laughs> he He's was like, like, you know, that doesn't really look good on David. He's like, I'm going to just not. Yeah, we're just going to leave that bit out. Because we can't even. Right. Yeah. Okay. You, you think he'd be mad to find out, like, you know, millennia later that <laughs> the fucking Bathsheba story still precedes his story in the Bible? Yeah. Like, dudes, I, I wrote this so you didn't have to cover that bit. Like, well, too bad. And, like, you're making me look like a liar. Because you are. Because you are. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. 
Okay, so next section. Ready? Yeah. David summoned all the leaders of Israel together with the priests and Levites. Okay. All the Levites who were 30 years or older were counted. And the total came to 38,000. Great. Thought that he, I thought we did that last time. I thought he didn't count the Levites, though. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't. That's right. Right? Yeah. So he now, didn't count the Levites or the... Um, the priests. The, the tribe of Benjamin. Yeah. So he stopped. didn't. But now... Right, but now he did. Now he did. Okay. So now he is. All right. So then... And there's 38,000 of them. Got okay? it. Yeah, great. Then David said, from all the Levites, 24,000 will supervise the work at the temple of the Lord. This is still David talking about the building of this thing he's right, not supposed such to build. Crap. Right. Another 6,000 will serve as officials and judges. Another 4,000 will work as gatekeepers. And 4,000 will praise the Lord with the musical instruments I have made. Because he is the sweet, sweet right, psalmist. Right, right, yeah. Then David divided the Levites into divisions named after the clans descended from the three sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Okay. The Gershonite family units were defined by their lines of descent from Libni and Shammai, the sons of Gershon. Three of the descendants of Libni were Jehiel, the family leader, Zetham, and Joel. These were the leaders of the family of Libni. Three right. of the descendants of Shammai were Shilamath, Hazil, and Haran. Four other descendants of Shammai. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously? Well, I mean, we yes. should have been prepared for this. You know? I know. He, names, he names, does names. names a lot. Oh, so. I know. Four other descendants of Shammai were Jahath, Ziza, Jeush, and Bariah. Okay. Jahath was the family leader, and Ziza was next. Jeush and Bariah were counted as a single family, because neither had many sons. So if you don't have enough sons, you, you become one single family? You're just a half. That's, you're just half a like, man. You guys kind of suck. So you're just we're just going to squish you guys together here. Your penis didn't make enough sons. <laughs> Your wiener is, is bad. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. you're only half a man. Right. Like, right. wow. That That's is kind of insulting. Trash, right? Yeah. Like, who cares how many sons? Uh, right? Whatever. Yeah. Four of the descendants of Kohath were Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. The sons of Amram were Aaron and Moses. Mm, Aaron okay. and his descendants were set apart to dedicate the most holy things, to offer sacrifices in the Lord's presence, yeah. to serve the Lord, and to pronounce blessings in his name forever. As for Moses, the man of God, his sons were included with the tribe of Levi. Okay. The sons, that, that makes sense because they yeah. were. They were. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The sons of Moses were Gershom and Eliezer. The descendants of Gershom included Shebuel, the family leader. Eliezer had only one son, Rehabiah, the family leader. Rehabiah had numerous descendants. The descendants of Izhar included Shilamith, the family leader. The descendants of Hebron included Jeriah, the family leader, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechamim the fourth. Great. The descendants of Uziel, <laughs> you're just like, mm -hmm, <laughs> it's just yes, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, when can we? I, I, I mean, I, okay, so early on I made fun of some of the names and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just so much work to make fun of the names. Like I yeah. gotta, I gotta be really clever and think about things. Yeah. And 
We're I'm just kind of like I already did names. I don't want to do. The, <laughs> I don't want to do the names again. I want to do. I want to do story. Damn it. Yeah, give me story. This is boring. Right? Yeah. I mean, and this is—it's also a lie. Right. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of disillusioned with the whole thing right now. I I'm know. like, Fuck God the damn chronicler. you, chronicler. Yeah. The descendants of Uziel included Micah, the family leader, and Isaiah the second. The descendants of Merari included Molly and Mushi. The sons of Molly were Eleazar and Kish. Eleazar died with no sons, only daughters. Fuck, not that. His daughters married their cousins. Why didn't he have any sons, this son of a bitch? That son of a bitch. Man. His daughters married their cousins, the sons of Kish. What was he thinking, not having sons? Because girls have to marry their cousins. <laughs> Three of the descendants of Mushi were Molly, Eder, and Jeremiah. That's so gross. People marrying their cousins. Yeah. Well, Ugh. Ugh. I mean, different times, I guess. But then again... I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, the lawyer for uh, Trump, um, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he married, married his, his second cousin. cousin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah. And didn't you say you thought Jerry Lewis? I think it was Jerry Lee Lewis. I was I was listening to something on NPR today, and they were doing a thing where and don't quote me on this because I don't want to like ruin somebody if I'm wrong, but I think it was him. It was whoever wrote the song "Great Balls of Fire." Oh. Okay, whoever that is, um, they married their second cousin who was 13 years old and it was a huge controversy apparently that kind of ended his pop career um and then he only recovered when he went to go sing country music which you know totally makes sense cause... <laughs> that was a sick burn on country music Damn. <laughs> like even i don't say that shit about country music <laughs> oh um Oh, I was going to say somebody else that married their cousin. Edgar Allan Poe married his cousin. Ah. His child bride cousin. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Something about older men marrying younger girls that are related to them. Right, That's right. so gross. Yeah. These were the descendants of Levi by clans, the leaders of their family groups, registered carefully by name. Each had to be 20 years old or older to qualify for service in the house of the Lord. For David said... The Lord, the God of Israel, has given us peace, and he will always live in Jerusalem. Always. Always. Except for that time when they got exiled to uh, Babylon. um, Babylon, yeah. Now the Levites will no longer need to carry the tabernacle and its furnishings from place to place. We're still with David, though. I know. This is bugging the shit out of me. I know. I know. In accordance with David's final instructions, all the Levites, 20 years old or older, were registered for service. The work of the Levites was to assist the priests, the descendants of Aaron, as they served at the house of the Lord. They also took care of the courtyards and side rooms, helped perform the ceremonies of purification, and served in many other ways in the house of God. Look, Solomon built a bunch of other shit, too. He built the sea. Mm-hmm. He built, like, all kinds of crap. And, like, this was all part of his building all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And, like, now they're trying to give all this credit to fucking David. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not having this. I'm not having this it This is either. not okay. I'm not even a fan of Solomon. I'm, but... I'm not a fan of the Bible in general. But, right. I mean, like, at least keep your shit straight, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were in charge of the sacred bread that was set out on the table. The choice flour for the grain offerings. The wafers made without yeast. The cakes cooked in olive oil. And the other mixed breads. Do you think the wafers made without yeast is something that translated into Christianity, like Catholicism, with the, uh, you know, the you're, you're eating the whatever. The body you know, the, of Christ. The body of Christ and all that Probably. crap. Probably. 
Like, it just feels like a tradition that carried through yeah. from Judaism into Catholicism. I agree. And, you know, they yeah. just renamed the ceremony or whatever. I agree. So. They were also responsible to check all the weights and measures. And each morning and evening, they stood before the Lord to sing songs of thanks and praise him. Why would they need to do that? They can't even count shit or weigh shit. So, <laughs> who cares? They assisted with the burnt offerings that were presented to the Lord on Sabbath days, at new moon celebrations, and at all the appointed festivals. Wait, they're doing new moon celebrations? Mm -hmm. Like they're celebrating celestial beings? Yeah. Not like, God, but like they're, pagan. they're they're yeah, that's fucking pagan. Yeah. It's pagan as shit. Yeah. Okay. Never said they weren't. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying only... they do claim they are not pagan. Mm -hmm. Like that's why we have a separate and, you know, denotation for who pagans are. Mm -hmm. And and yet, and there's yet. so many fucking pagan ceremonies in mm -hmm. the Old Testament and in the New Testament even. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It truly is, sir. The required number of Levites served in the Lord's presence at all times, following all the procedures they had been given. Nobody ever fucked that up. Well, I mean, I'd be scared to, given the history of what God does to people that fuck up the ceremonies. So. True, true. And so, under the supervision of the priests, the Levites watched over the tabernacle and the temple <laughs> and faithfully carried out their duties of service at the house of the Lord, the end. I so hoped we were done with the tabernacle. Hell no. <laughs> Never. Never. All right. Well, um, I don't know why I have much to say because I'm just kind of pissed off at the Chronicler right now. Chronicler can eat a dick. Pretty much, yeah. All right. Well, that was First Chronicles chapter twenty-three. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we're gonna be back with First Chronicles chapter twenty-four. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? The Chronicler's a fucking liar. He sure as fuck is. I mean, Bathsheba. Not even there. Okay, I have a question about that. We keep saying Bathsheba, um, but what about the Queen of Sheba? Oh my god, we were watching Supernatural tonight? Yeah. And, like, whatever, so we're watching Supernatural. And, and they, they had a thing about um, the Queen of Sheba possibly being half nef Nephilim? And I don't know Not if Not half Nephilim, total Nephilim. Or whatever, yeah, Nephilim. A Nephilim is half human, half angel. Right, right. And apparently King Solomon wrote some tracking spell to keep track of her or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, what Which, you know, obviously could be just stretching for the show or well, something like that. of course. That. But it was interesting because it was like, we're sitting there watching it and we're like, oh, Whoa, you know I know, the, I know this story. Yeah. Only, what? What? Nephilim? What? Okay, so just to be clear then, the Queen of Sheba was Solomon and Bathsheba was David. Right. right. Okay. Well, Bathsheba was King Solomon's mom. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Got it. Right. Sometimes I forget how they're all related. You know, there's so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not great with that that many people. I'm like, wait, who? Right, right. And once we move on to the next one, I just have very little memory for those who precede. Right. Who came before. Oh, and I got one more thing to mention tonight. Huh. Um, so we have a we found out today that we have a pastor listening to our podcast. Oh yeah, and apparently doing so. I, not we didn't hear this. We heard this from like one of their parishioners or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they're listening to keep themselves sharp. Yeah, and they're using we're like, us. Wow, that's so fucking cool. They're using us to stay on their toes. I love that. That's awesome. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway, so that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, 
The Chronicler's a liar. Yeah. That's all I got for that. Yeah, Chronicles is trash. Yeah, so Anyways, that moving was on. First Chronicles chapter 23. Yep. And today we're going to be reading... First Chronicles chapter 24. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, so First Chronicles chapter 24. But before I get into that, I have to tell you all what I did today. It was so <laughs> fucking stupid. I about broke my fucking toe. <laughs> I wasn't here for this, but <laughs> well, kid was here. Here's what happened. Like, there was a water bottle on the floor, and it was empty, and I was just going to kick it into the kitchen like I do, because that's how I roll. <laughs> and But my foot just grazed it, and I basically missed it. Right. And I was right. like, no, that's trash. So I wound up for the big kick. Mm-hmm. And only I missed again because I kicked the floor. <laughs> <laughs> And so my toe, my big toe bent in, like not backwards, but like all the way in. Yeah. And it hurt so fucking bad. So I fell on the ground and I was laughing and crying at the same time because it was so stupid. Yeah. And then I kept, I kept being like, ow, <laughs> and I would cry and it would just start laughing because <laughs> I kicked the fucking ground. And then I look up and my kid had seen the whole thing and their eyes are totally wide, like as wide as a plate. And they were covering their mouth because they wanted to laugh. They wanted to laugh, but they felt bad because <laughs> <laughs> you were obviously in pain. Oh, I was in so much pain. You guys, it still hurts. It's all swollen. So I just need you to feel sorry for how stupid I am. <laughs> oh, if it's not one thing, it's another. Right, okay. right. Anyway, so if you two are a clutzopotamus, you're not alone. Right. Okay, so First Chronicles chapter 24 starts off with a continuation from First Chronicles chapter 23, the divisions and duties of, <laughs> you said duty, of the Levites. Okay? okay, all right. So we're continuing on. Now we're in chapter 24. Yeah. This, this, this yeah. is how Aaron's descendants, the priests, were divided into groups for service. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Didn't we just cover them last chapter? Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. We, we just got to say it again. We have to cover them until um, wife remembers their names. That will never happen. <laughs> but Nadab and Abihu died before their father. Because they lit the fucking incense wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like I like how they're leaving that out. Right. Yeah. They picked up sticks on the wrong fucking day. No, that was somebody else. But, but I'm just saying it was that kind yeah. of stupidity. God was an asshole. They didn't just die before their father. They were literally smited. Like how they many were smote. How many stupid ass things has like the king since these people done? Mm -hmm. And they, they're like, eh, you right? can live. Whatever. Right? But they were they fucking lit the wrong incense and they're like, dead. Dead. God's like, fuck you. Yep, dead. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, you touched the uh, ark even though you were just trying to help. Nope, yeah, I dead. guess that did happen. Smoke. Yeah, that, that was, that was something recent that was dumb. Yep. It's just like he picks and chooses when to, yeah. like, in the Bible. So God picks and chooses yeah. to when he's going to just smote somebody for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like the, it's not ours to know because, no, no, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is ours you, to know. You need to explain that shit. Yeah. Like, if you're just going to kill somebody willy-nilly, you need to tell us why. Yeah. Like, and and not be a stupid fucking answer. Yeah. I have a very strong sense of justice, morality, and right from wrong, and I need to fucking know. Right. Okay? 
and I need to know what the rules are so that, and I need to know that the rules, like, if I break one, you know, it's not, like, just death across the fucking board. Right. You know? Well, like, okay. So, like, the the reasoning behind the whole um, Uza, you know, when he died because he caught the Ark from falling or whatever, or tried to, mm-hmm. right, is that they shouldn't have been transporting it the way that they were transporting it, right? And they weren't Levites, so and, they shouldn't and, have sure. been transporting so it, it was in all, the So, it was all wrong. It was all but wrong. he chose the one guy that tried to keep it from tipping over yeah. to kill that one guy. Yeah. Okay. Why didn't he kill the whole transporting party? Right. If I mean, if it was such an egregious error. Yeah. Like, yeah. why did he have to die? That's what alone? I want to know. Why was it him? I, it's just so willy nilly. I don't. I'm not comfortable with nonsense. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind. Life is willy nilly. Shit happens, and it makes no sense. Right. You know, like. My neighbor, um, the poor dear, she yeah. lost her husband like a few months into COVID. So it was like 2020. Six months later, her cat, who was her baby, died. Right. And now we come to find out she's got liver cancer. Yeah. And, and she is not long. I mean, she does not look good. Right. And I just feel like. And she is. And to preface she's this, she's so. Person. A, she is. She is religious, which. Mm-hmm. But you would never know it by talking to her. She's not an asshole. Right. No, she's just the sweetest person yeah. that you would ever meet. And she would, I, I swear she would do anything for anybody because mm-hmm. she's just that nice. She's just a sweetheart. And I, I couldn't help but like just, like we were walking up to go vote when we saw her mm-hmm. um, the other day. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but just, if there is a God, fuck you. Because that's fuck you so for, Fuck you for her. Yeah. She goes to church twice a week with mm-hmm. her mom. Mm-hmm. She has been through hell. Yeah. And you and 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 if there is a god, you gave her liver cancer? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you after killing her husband and killing her cat. Seriously. Like if you were going to do it, just do it all at once, you know? Like Don't make fucking her suffer. Come ridiculous. On. Yeah. What is what is the point of that? So to to go back to what I was trying to say. Sorry. I no 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 no. I I feel like it's very important that that y'all know how much we care for this woman. Yeah. You know, she's just a very sweet woman and very undeserving of what's happening to her Agreed. and what has happened. So, but I understand intellectually that shit happens, it's not fair and right. but it's not fair across the board. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, if you try to insert a god into that, it becomes that is anger right anger not fair right like i want to fight the fucker yeah like i can accept not fair because well you know we we don't know what the odds are we don't know how it's gonna turn out it's sad it's sad and it's tragic and she doesn't deserve any of that but you know there's nothing that it it, it's not her fault it's not anybody's fault it just is what it It just sucks right it just just sucks. sucks but to know to to know that these people believe in this higher power that could actually do something about it and isn't. Well, and think of the mind fuck from her point of point mm-hmm. of view, right? Mm-hmm. She goes to church twice a week. She's mm-hmm. very religious. To herself keeps it to herself. Yeah. Um, but she may be I, I there may be a part of her thinking that she did something wrong to deserve this. Yeah. And as she's dying. Yeah. You know, like as she's dying, part of her um dealing with this dying is Wondering if she did something wrong to anger God. Right. 
you right. know, and she, and, and did she didn't she, she didn't specifically say that. I'm not I'm putting words in her no, mouth. But, but I mean, she might be wondering, like, did I pick up incense on the wrong day? Did right. I pick up sticks on the wrong day? Did I did I touch the ark when I wasn't supposed to? Like, what was it that made God so fucking angry that he would kill my fucking husband, my fucking cat and now my liver? Right. That's just bullshit. And I just can't say it enough. She is the sweetest person on the planet. Yeah. Like, just, she's a great neighbor and yeah. wonderful person. Totally. So, anyway. Sorry, totally was, off no, track. No, we, but... we, we almost kind of lost our shit the other day when we were walking up to go vote when we found that out. Because, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it, that was hard. It was really hard. We, it was not something we expected to encounter. No. And. We had literally just been talking like the day before. Because we hadn't seen oh, her in a we while. we haven't seen her in a while. We need to stop by and check on her, make sure she's doing okay. Yeah. I mean, she's that neighbor. She's the one that you stop by and check on because you haven't seen her or talked to her in a while. Yeah. You know, like, we don't have, not not all of our, not most of our neighbors are like that. Like, no. She's, she's the, the only, only one. one that I, and, I don't even know the names of my other neighbors. Right. I know her name and I know the inside of her house. I babysat her, I babysat her cat. Right. Before it died. Yeah. And, you know, she... Ugh, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, it, it, it's relevant because of what it is, right? Yeah. It's relevant yeah. because... Because fuck God for his stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. But let's continue with this bullshit. Yeah. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father because they yes. were smote. And right. they had no sons. So only Eleazar and Ithamar were left to carry on as priests, since God is a murdery fuck. <laughs> With the help of Zadok, who was a descendant of Eleazar, and of Ahimelech, who was a descendant of Ithamar, David divided Aaron's descendants into groups according to their various duties. Mm. He said duty. <laughs> Eleazar's descendants were divided into 16 groups. Wow. And Ithamar's into eight. Okay. That's a lot of descendants. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't think I'll have that many descendants. <laughs> no. <laughs> For there were more family leaders among the descendants of Eleazar. So he gets more groups. Okay. Yeah. All tasks. I have a really hard time with the SKS. Oh, yeah. Tasks. Can you say it? That's because you, you like you don't like six either. No. Sixth. 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 Tasks. I can't. Or sixth. Yeah. I can't say those words. Yeah. I can't roll my R's either. I I think my tongue is not right. <laughs> I know my toe is not right. Right. Yeah, that much we've covered. <laughs> All tasks were assigned to the various groups by means of sacred lots. Of course, sacred lots. Yeah, they we need the to bones. do. We need to start doing things in this household with sacred lots. Oh, Don't you think? I need to get some sacred or lots. Or unsacred lots. Maybe we should do them with unsacred lots. Well, there's a store in town that sells like... Witch stuff, you know, yeah. Like oh, witchy, yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. We should ask her if hey, she do has you have any sacred, sacred lots? lots. What about unsacred ones? Right, do you have any lots? Have, yeah, what what kind of lots you got? What we need some lots, yeah, sacred or otherwise, yeah. Throw the bones, roll the yeah, dice, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, so that no preference would be shown. For there were many qualified officials serving God in the sanctuary from among the descendants of both Eleazar and Ithamar. Got it, Shemaiah, son of Nathanael. A Levite acted as secretary. Did he get patted on the ass and have to bring his boss coffee? <laughs> Did he have to wear pantyhose and high heels and wear lipstick? I doubt it. No, I, I don't it. think he did. Yeah. 
Okay. He acted as secretary and wrote down the names and assignments in the presence of the king, the official Zadok, the priest, Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, and the family leaders of the priests and Levites. I'm so sorry, but this is kind of boring. It is a bit. The descendants of Eleazar and Ithamar took turn casting lots. They're casting <laughs> lots and I'm bored. They're taking turn casting lots? Yeah. Okay. To see which group gets what Okay. Oh, job okay, okay. and duty right. and task. I gotcha. Yeah. Like, a story that's about them casting lots should be so much more interesting. You think? Yeah. Isn't this just basically like drawing names? Yeah. Basically. I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah, how is that you're interesting? Right. You're right. Like, it's just, it just sounds better than drawing names, casting it's lots. It's true. They, you know? they pulled names out of a hat. Right. You're right. The first lot fell to Jehora, Jehorib. Sorry. <laughs> the second lot fell to Jediah. Sorry, Jediah. The third lot fell to Haram. The fourth lot fell to Seorum. The fifth lot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this goes all the way. Nice. All the way. Nice, yeah. The fifth lot fell to Malkajah. Mm -hmm. It's lots all the way it's down. It's wife's favorite bit, reading it, names. It's lots, lots all, the all the way down. Lots all the way down. Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> the sixth lot fell to Mijamin. Mm -hmm. The seventh lot fell to Hakaz. The eighth lot fell to Abijah. The ninth lot fell to Jeshua. The tenth lot fell to Jeconiah. The eleventh lot fell to Eliashib. The twelfth lot fell to Jakim. The thirteenth lot fell to Hupa. The fourteenth lot fell to Jeshibib. The fifteenth <laughs> lot... Shut up. The fifteenth <laughs> lot fell to Bilga. The sixteenth lot fell to Immer. The seventeenth lot fell to Hazir. The eighteenth lot fell to Hapizaz. The nineteenth lot fell to Pethahiah. The twentieth lot fell to Jez... No. Jehezek. Jehezkel. Jehezkel. <laughs> this is rough. This is rough. It's bad. The 21st lot fell to Jakin. The 22nd lot fell to Gamul. The 23rd lot fell to Deliah. Deliah. The 24th lot fell to Messiah. Each. Oh, that's it. Yay. Oh, yay. Each group carried out its appointed duties. You said duties. <laughs> In the house of the Lord, according to the procedures established by their ancestor Aaron in obedience to the commands of the Lord, the God of Israel. I'm assuming before they drew the lots, they assigned tasks to the lots that they sure. were drawing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll probably have to go through all the names again to be told. Right. What, Just to be sure we were. know what they were and who yeah. they, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> These were the other family leaders descended from Levi. Ready? I'm I'm ready. You put your head down. Because <laughs> I'm preparing for more names. Oh, God help me. <laughs> Give me strength. From the descendants of Amram, the leader was Shabul. From the hold, hold on. Just real quick here. Sunday. Real real quick. Yes. The chronicler lies mm -hmm. and, and makes these stories up and, and, and embellishes mm -hmm. how wonderful David is, right? And mm -hmm. all this crap. And on top of that, He's he boring. lists he's boring as fuck. Yeah. Like I just don't feel like this is fair. No, this I is feel like the chronicler sucks ass. Yeah. And and he I just I don't like him. I don't I don't like, I don't like the chronicler. Yeah. I think I think he's bullshit. Yeah. So I agree. that's that's all. That's all I yeah. had to say. Totally agree. From the descendants of Amram, the leader was Shebuel. From the descendants of Shebuel, the leader was Jahid no, Jedea. Fuck me. From the descendants <laughs> of Rehab. Baya, the leader was 
Ishaya. From the descendants of Izhar, the leader was Shilamith. From the descendants of Shilamith, the leader was Jahath. From the descendants of Hebron, Jeriah was the leader, Amariah was second, Jehaziel was third, and Jechamion was fourth. Mm-hmm. From the descendants of Uziel, the leader was Micah. From the descendants of Micah, the leader was Shamir, along with Ishaya, the brother of Micah. <sighs> I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. From the descendants of Ishaya, the leader was Zechariah. From the descendants of Merari, the leaders were Mali and Mushi. From the descendants of Josiah, the leader was Bino. From the descendants of Merari, through Josiah, the leaders were Bino, Shoham, Zachir, and Ibri. From the descendants of Mali, the leader was Eleazar, though he had no sons. Mm. From the descendants of Kish, the leader was Jeremiel. From the descendants of Mushi, the leaders were Mali, Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the descendants of Levi and their various families. Like the descendants of Aaron, they were assigned to their duties by means of sacred lots. You said duties. Yeah. Without regard to age or rank. Okay. Lots were drawn in the princess. In the (laughs) presence of King David, Zadok, Ahimelech, and the family leaders of the priests and the Levites, the end. Oh, wow. Hmm. That was that was rough. That, that was, was that was a rough chapter. That was rough, you guys. I mean, like the only highlight was things we talked about that weren't the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of this chapter was us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I have nothing to add. That was there was all names. It was just a bunch of shit. So they drew lots. They yeah. sure did. They people, sure fucked did. And Aaron's sons died. Yeah, no, yeah. Was, Remember that time that was, when God died. was rude, right? <laughs> and he was a murdery son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was First Chronicles chapter twenty-four. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we'll be back with First Chronicles chapter twenty-five. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Okie dokie. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? There was a lot of fucking names. There were so many names. We had to talk about all kinds of other shit because there were so many fucking names. Well, it's because um, even though that was. First Chronicles chapter 24, it was a continuation from all of First Chronicles chapter 23 on the division and duties of the Levites. Yeah, yeah. And we had to know everybody's name and all of their children and what they do. I didn't have to know it, but I, I do now. I mean, I had to hear it because yeah. we have to read it. Yeah. But it, <clears> it so was many, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I already heard those names. Also, the Chronicler is a liar. Yeah, definitely a liar. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Um, so a couple things. We just got done tonight. Well, you're hearing this in the morning or sometime other than right now. So it would have been last night. So last for you. night for you at the very least. Mm-hmm. But we just got done with a great um, discussion slash interview type thing um, with OK Atheists on Twitter. It was amazing, you guys. It was absolutely great. Um, we couldn't. And I mean, it was it was so fun. Yeah. And the discussions were great. We went an hour and a half just talking, and I mean, it was it was great. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It was great. I really enjoyed myself, and I know you did too, and we got to tell um, about our background a little bit and our podcast, what we do, why we do it. Yeah. And, um, it, it was a really good time was had by all. I believe by the time you hear this, there will be, if you want to check out their, um, their page, the OK Atheists on Twitter, um, or we'll have links to it on ours as well, sacrilegious underscore D. 
Um, there should be a recording of the discussion by this time tomorrow. So you can check it out and listen to it after the fact if you would like. Yeah, I invite you to do that. Um, a good time was had by all. I think I already said that, but yeah. it can't be stated enough. Definitely. Uh, one more thing we want to cover here before we get into this this week's episode, or this today's episode. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have a new Patreon subscriber. What? Yeah. Def- yeah. Yeah, we do. Oh my God. It's amazing. Who is it? Uh, they go by Dingo Writer. Dingo Writer, thank you so much. You are the bee's knees. Yeah. You are top shelf. Definitely. <laughs> we uh, we really do appreciate you guys. Every time somebody subscribes, it's just amazing to us. Unbelievable and amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even describe it. Like, we, it's the, as soon as I get it, I, I like text wife and I'm like, hey, yeah. guess what? Yeah, this he just, just happened. He just texts me a screenshot, and I just lose my shit because I'm like, when I say "get the fuck out of here," are you for real? I, it just amazes me. Right, right. So thank you, Dingo Writer. Thank you. We really appreciate your support, and we hope you'll enjoy being a patron with us. And with that said, uh, are we ready to go ahead and get into today's episode? Yep, we're going to be doing First Chronicles chapter twenty-five. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was fun. Was it? it was. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First Chronicles chapter 25. Okay. And we're going to be learning about the names of some musicians. Uh, the names of some musicians. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ready? that's spectacular. I know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm riveted. David and the army commanders then appointed men from the families of Asaph, He-Man, and Juduthin to proclaim God's messages to the accompaniment of lyres, harps, and cymbals, but not saxophones and drums. Right, we covered that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Here is a list of their names and their work. Joy, <laughs> joy to the Lord, joy to the Lord. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Ready? Okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. From the sons of Asaph, there were Zachar, Joseph. Nathaniah and Asarela. They worked under the direction of their father Asaph, who proclaimed God's messages by the king's orders. Okay. Got that? I'm I'm noting it down, yeah. Okay. From the sons of Jeduthun, there were Gedaliah, Ziri, Jeshiah, Shemai, Heshabiah, and Madahiah, six in all. Yeah. Just in case you couldn't count. Right, right. They worked under the direction of their father, Jeduthun, who proclaimed God's messages to the accompaniment of the lyre, offering thanks and praise to the Lord. Okay. It's always good to have more than one lyre player. Yeah, yeah. Lyrist. Right, yeah. I think it's Lear. I think it's Lyre. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Lyre. All right, all right. I could be wrong. From the sons of He-Man, there were Bukiah, Madaniah, Uziel, Sheb, Shubael, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Eliatha, Gedalti, Ramamteezer, <laughs> Jeff, shut up, Jaws, yes, okay, hold on, let me try. I'm, I'm waiting. Josh Bekasha. Josh Bekash? Not Josh Bekash, Josh Bekasha. Josh Bekashka. Josh Bekashka. Josh Bekashka? Josh Bekashka. 
Bakasha. Josh Bakasha. Yeah, one word. Josh Bakasha. Josh Bakasha. Okay. okay that's a that's a name. Right that there. is a name. Yeah. I mean, that's got some oomph. That's music. <laughs> Josh Bakasha. His name is musical. Yeah. I really like it actually. I mean I might steal that. Josh name. Bakasha. Yeah. Like, but I might use it as a first and last name. Right. Josh Bakasha. Yeah. Right. Okay. Melathai, Hothier, and Meaziah. These were the sons of He-Man, all of them. The king Seer, for God had honored him with 14 sons and three daughters. Honored him. Honored him. Yep. But if he had had seven, it would have been a curse. I was honored with two children. If he had none, he'd just be a fucking deadbeat. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, back then. Right. Right. You were honored with two children. Yeah. Do you feel honored? Yeah, I, I love my kids. But are you honored? I'm honored that they're my kids. Are you? Do you feel like you were honored to have them? Um, not by anybody specifically. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's my honor. Yeah, yeah. All these men were under the direction of their fathers as they made music at the house of the Lord. Yeah. Sounds like a blues club downtown Tennessee. You know, <laughs> the house of the Lord. Their responsibilities included the playing of cymbals, harps, and lyres at the house of God. Mm -hmm. Asaph, Jeduthun, and He-Man reported directly to the king, I'll mm. have you know. And, like, what what do you think those reportings looked like when they were reporting the musical things that I they were doing that in the temple? I think they were like, my, my king, sir... Um, like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be one of those, like He-Man or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm coming in. You, you and got I'm, the power right okay, now. Okay. Yeah. And you're the king. Yeah. I got okay. the power. Yeah. Okay. Hey, king. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, um, uh, He-Man? I have a report on our music stuff. Do you want to hear it? Go for it, He-Man. Let me okay. know. Let me know what's going on. Okay. So, um, one of our symbols broke. Fucking hell. So, what? Who broke it? I'd rather not say. It was an accident. Well, I mean, okay, I guess. I take full responsibility because I'm a leader of men, blah, blah, blah. You know I have to report this to God, right? Go ahead, sir. <laughs> I already sung it to him. Okay, so one of our symbols broke, and one of the strings broke on one of the lyres. Do you, what do you think? This place is made out of gold? I absolutely think this place is made out of gold, <laughs> King Sir. Can I have a couple fucking shekels to go buy some new... What's it called? Just make sure you give me some dove shit to replace it, okay? Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, um, we wrote some new songs. Can't wait to play them for you. Mm, okay. okay. All right. They better be good. They are so fucking good. Yeah, they better praise God, like, all the time. Of course. Every second of the fucking song. Well, we praise God 99% of the time, but 1%, my good king, we praise you. Mm. Is that okay? It, you should probably make it 2%. Okay. At least. Done. Yeah. Done. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I think that's how the reports that's went. That's how the reports went? Yeah. Okay. Um, sounds good to me. It sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah. They and their families were all trained in making music before the Lord, and each of them, 288 in all. That's a fucking shit ton of people making music. Was an accomplished musician. Mm. Not just did they play music. They were accomplished. Those guys played the cymbals fucking fantastically. Do you think that they could hold up in a choir today or like in a orchestra for example do you think that they could hold their own with an orchestra my guess is that they were using modified stones to fucking beat against each other so no <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> do you think that they were accomplished i think for their time they might have been do you think that against our time today no not no. a chance in hell no they'd have looked like a goddamn high school band or like 
that movie Whiplash, do you think that they could have stood <laughs> up under J.K. Simmons? I mean, they they had to deal with God. Ooh. You know, hypothetically. Okay, but J.K. Simmons was like in your face. Right. God right. is absent. Yeah, but he's just as likely to like he might plague you or smite something. you, but like you don't have to keep reporting to his class every day. Right. Like right. J.K. Simmons was fucking scary in that movie. He was. He was. So yeah. okay. They would never hold up under that. No, pressure. I think, yeah, definitely. They'd crack. Yeah. The musicians were appointed to their term of service by means of sacred lots, of course. Mm, term of service, though, mm-hmm, huh? Mm-hmm. It's like a... Um, a tag on a mattress? No, I was just thinking like it's, a, it's like a... Um, what do you call it when you get drafted into the... You draft, it's like you're getting drafted into the, the into musical the military. army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without regard to whether they were young or old, teacher or student. The first lot fell to Joseph of the Asaph clan and 12 of his sons and relatives. The second lot fell to Gedaliah and 12 of his sons and relatives. I almost said sons and daughters, but no, sons and relatives. Wait, they assigned the musicians by sacred lots? What if somebody was a better player of the lyre than, you know, the other dude? Skill is for bullshit. Okay. We don't care. This this means they weren't good. Right. (laughs) They were not accomplished players, I'm here to tell you. The third lot fell to Zachar and 12 of his sons and relatives. The fourth lot fell to Ziri and 12 of his sons and relatives. The fifth lot fell to Nathaniah and 12 of his sons and relatives. The sixth, are you sensing a pattern? Yeah, somebody bothered to write down which lots went to which family, and Mm. I don't give a fuck, really. Yeah. But, you know, here we are. Sixth. 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 Lot fell to Bukaya and 12 of his sons and relatives. The seventh lot fell to Asarela and 12 of his sons and relatives. The eighth lot fell to Jeshiah and 12 of his sons and relatives. The ninth lot fell to Madaniah and 12 of his sons and relatives. The tenth lot fell to Shammai and 12 of his sons and relatives. The eleventh lot fell to Uziel and 12 of his sons and relatives. The twelfth lot fell to Hashabiah and 12 of his sons and relatives. The thirteenth lot this fell to... This would be to- a good time to point out that um, podcasts have a um, speed up function in them mm, usually mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. just so you're aware yeah we won't be offended if you speed this up <laughs> skip ahead 30 seconds no harm no foul feelings not hurt just this saying, shit I'm just saying this is shit the 13th lot fell to shubail and 12 of his sons and relatives the 14th lot fell to medahiah and 12 of his sons and relatives the 15th lot fell to jeremoth and 12 of his sons and relatives the 16th lot fell to Hananiah and 12 of his sons and relatives. The 17th lot fell to Josh Bakasha. Josh, Josh, ba- Josh, Josh Bakasha. Josh Bakasha. And 12 of his sons and relatives. The 18th lot fell to Hanani and 12 of his sons and relatives. The 19th lot fell to Melathi and 12 of his sons and relatives. The 20th lot fell to Eliatha and 12 of his sons and relatives. The 21st lot fell to Hathir and 12 of his sons and relatives. The 22nd lot <laughs> fell to Gadalti and 12 of his sons and relatives. I'm just trying to buzz through it. I know, man. I know. The 23rd lot fell to Mahazayath and 12 of his sons and relatives. Okay, last one. Ready? I'm ready. Ready? So ready. The 24th fucking lot fell to Ramonti Ezer and 12 of his sons and relatives. The end. And that Thank is a God. chapter done. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. It's times like this when oh. I'm like... We're just trying to read the Bible, and that's another chapter done. Right, that was one of those times. Although mm-hmm. I did enjoy the little, you know, role play for the the you know king report of yeah. the musician yeah, guy. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah. good stuff. I want to play He Man again. You that was play fun. Yeah. Not not this episode, but maybe again in the future. I see. I was King David, so I know. I mean, no. how'd you like that? I got, I got like a star role there. Yeah, was, I felt I felt very important and stuff. You know, 
I felt important. It was, it was uh, very uplifting to uh, to be in charge of the, the fake band. Entire thing. No, I yeah. was in charge of the fake band. Well, you were in charge, in charge of, of everything. Of, yeah, I was in charge of everything. But you delegated to me and I handled. Hell yeah, I delegate like a king. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm I don't want to be in charge of everything. I want to be in charge of like my one thing that I'm good at. Gotcha. You know what gotcha. I mean? Yeah. I don't need to be in charge of everything. That's, right. You can do that. All right. All right, okay. I'll do that. So I don't mind being He-Man and you being King David. Right. Not because like you're a man and I'm a woman, just sure. because my personality. I can't be in charge of all that. I mean, you're He-Man. Yeah. He-Man's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, that was uh, the First Chronicles you chapter 20, 20, 20, 25. 20, 20, 20, 25. 25. That's right. You okay, sir? I am all right. Okay, King I David. I will be okay. Yes, that was First Chronicles chapter 25. And tomorrow, we won't be back with the 26th chapter. We'll be back with... Um, tomorrow is Saturday. So Saturday is Q&A Saturday. And then on Sunday, we'll be back with Sacrilegious Book Club. And we'll be doing some Jewish folklore. And then that night, um, we will do our uh, weekly replay. That is correct. And then on Monday, we'll be back with First Chronicles chapter 26. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? Uh, yeah. It's Q&A Saturday. That is right. And We're talking about Satan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I totally forgot Satan came. That's amazing. I didn't I When it came up the first time, I was like, Oh man, we need to dig into this shit. Mm-hmm. That was so early in the week. I was like, I forgot. I totally forgot about Satan. Awesome. How can you forget about Satan? I didn't. Fuck. I took notes. You took notes. I took notes. Good notes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, are you ready to go talk about Satan? I am ready to talk about Satan. Let's go talk about Satan. Satan. Okay, let's talk about Satan. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about Satan. What do you know about him? I know that Satan is like the biggest, baddest, worst thing in the Bible that Christians always talk about. He's the big bad. This is Satan, for Christ's sake. (laughs) He is also known as the devil in the Bible. Yes, yes. And those are used um, interchangeably. Right. And he is also sometimes called Lucifer. Yeah. So... All of those things are um, interchangeable. interchangeable names. Yeah. Yes. For the okay. same dude. Right. Okay? And there's other things that kind of half reference, mm-hmm. maybe sort of kind I'm, of. I'm going to get oh, to okay. that. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Satan is an entity in the Abrahamic religions that seduces humans into sin or falsehood. You know, what's funny, a lot of uh, Christians think that atheists are Satan worshippers mm-hmm. who eat fucking babies. I know. And that's just a bunch of bullshit. It, yeah. Like, just for just for the record, any Christians out there listening currently, we do not eat babies and we are not Satan worshippers. Because we don't believe in Right. Satan. <laughs> the whole point of being a fucking atheist is you don't believe in... Higher powers. Yeah. Magical beings. That includes fucking Satan. Sky daddies and underworld baddies. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in Judaism, Satan is seen as an agent subservient to God. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to get back to that in a minute. That okay? almost sounds like he works for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I will get into that in a minute, but you know, Lucifer is 
um, one of God's angels who fell. Right. Right. right so, yeah. yeah, he would work for God. Right. But I mean, it, it most people put them at odds, though. Right. So. Right. Just exactly. Um, the term may also be taken as a metaphor for someone with an evil inclination. Got it. So um, sometimes you will say in the in the Bible, it will say something about the devil and they mean a specific um, entity that that is doing the tempting. And then other times they mean that you are of the devil, meaning you're acting like the devil. Basically, You're just evilly. Got it. You're doing evil. Right. Stop. Yeah. So in Christianity and Islam, Satan is usually seen as a fallen angel mm-hmm. or a jinn, hmm. like a, a genie, yeah. evil spirit. Right. Who has rebelled against God where God nevertheless allows him temporary power over the fallen world and a host of demons. Temporary power, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How temporary was it? Uh, I don't know. Depends on the story. Gotcha. Okay. And there are a ton. I I mean, I can only imagine, based on how many stories there are today right. of Satan and how many songs and everything. Like, I started a fucking Satan... Satan um, music list on my on my uh google music oh thing. did you really yeah just oh, to see how, how far I, I only came up with three songs so far that's cool but, yeah I was do you like, remember any of them uh devil wears a suit and tie um and then the devil went down to georgia yes that was another yeah. one yeah. yeah there's some other ones that i right, i could have put on there but i they were just not my genre style that oh. i usually like i want to make them things that i like so Got it. No, but i want to see how far i could get yeah yeah okay that's really cool right. um you guys know we love pop culture references here, so if you want to recommend some good songs that... Yeah, um, send me some good devil songs. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, to continue, in the Quran, um, Satan is an entity made of fire who was cast out of heaven because he refused to bow before the newly created Adam. And he incites humans to sin by infecting their minds with evil suggestions i get that like why would like you're being forced to bow before adam you're just right. a dude made from dust fuck you man right? like i have been here for an eternity and my wings are fucking awesome you see these powers i got you stupid fuck yeah what do you what no i'm not bowing before your That's ass ridiculous it's dumb yeah. god go piss up a rope man yeah i can see why lucifer fell right he's like nah yeah nah bro yeah. cool story this bro not, this is not cool <laughs> this, this is not okay God, did you bow before him? No, I'm not, I'm not fucking bowing. Yeah. So although the book of Genesis does not mention him, Christians often identify the serpent in the mm. Garden of Eden as Satan. You don't say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that because why wouldn't they just out and say it? Right, know? right. Like they're telling Well, the there's a lot story. of things that when you get into Christianity mm-hmm. that aren't outright said in the Old Testament, but they still ascribe these things to them. Right. So right. that's true. Satan's appearance is never described in the Bible, but since the ninth century, he has often been shown in Christian art with horns, cloven hooves, unusually hairy legs, and a tail, often naked and holding a pitchfork. Yep. And these are an amalgam of traits, meaning a combination of various traits, derived from various pagan deities, including Pan, Poseidon, and Bess. And you better believe I'm going to get into Bess at some point because I didn't know that one. Mm, okay. So I'm not doing that this episode. I did not have a chance to look up who the fuck is Bess. Right, right. But best believe. <laughs> 
So the Hebrew term Satan is a generic noun meaning accuser or adversary and is derived from a verb meaning primarily to obstruct or oppose. Okay. And in early books of the Bible, like in 1 Samuel, it refers to human adversaries. But then in later books, especially like in Job and Zechariah, it refers to a supernatural entity. Okay. So it just depends. Sure. And um, I've told you about the book of Job before, yeah, right? Where yeah. Where basically God and the devil make a bet kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. So the first occurrence of the word Satan in the Hebrew Bible in reference to a supernatural figure figure comes from Numbers chapter 22, verse 22. Really? Which I don't recall. I don't either. But they might have said something else in our interpretation. That's true. That's true. But that's when he's first mentioned, which describes the angel of Yahweh confronting Balaam on his donkey. Balaam's departure aroused the wrath of Elohim, and the angel of Yahweh stood in the road as a Satan against him. Oh, was an opposer. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily Satan, but he was opposing Balaam. Mm -hmm. Okay. So So this isn't Satan, Satan. This is just an opposer. The the noun that the Hebrew used. They're like, this angel's being a Satan. So then, um, also in 1 Samuel... Um, in chapter 2, it describes the sons of Eli as sons of Belial, which we did a Q&A on that because yeah. we are like, what the fuck is Belial? Right. And later usage of this word makes it clearly a synonym for Satan. Okay. Which I do recall that. Right. So further in 1 Samuel, Yahweh sends a, quote, troubling spirit to torment King Saul as a mechanism to ingratiate David with the king. Okay. I kind of don't remember that. I don't. Not not off the top of my head, I don't recall that one. But I'm sure that that could make some sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in 2 Samuel chapter 24, Yahweh sends the, quote, angel of Yahweh to inflict a plague against Israel for three days, killing 70,000 people as punishment for David having taken a census without his approval. I mean, we read that, but I also am the struggling angel with that of, being... The angel of Yahweh is Hypothetically Satan? Satan? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because but is it just because they're an opposer of human hum, humanity yeah. or Saul or that's what I'm saying. Whatever. Sometimes, sometimes it is a Satan or the Satan. Like they're talking about just some evil spirit doing humanity harm. Got it. And other time, but working for God. Right. Right. And other times it's Satan himself. Okay. But that is more a later Christian thing. And, but I would imagine that Satan himself, quote unquote, mm-hmm. would be more of a, an opposer of God mm-hmm. as opposed to an opposer of humanity or a person. Yes, that is correct. Okay. That is correct. So First Chronicles repeats that story, but replaces the words angel of Yahweh with an entity referred to as a Satan. And that's hmm. where we just were reading and we're like, um, I'm sorry, what? Right. Because that yeah. was First Chronicles chapter 21. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, that, that is where we are now. Okay. All okay? right. Yeah. Um, going back to first Kings, the prophet Micaiah describes to King Ahab, a vision of Yahweh sitting on his throne, surrounded by the host of heaven. I remember that. Yeah. And Yahweh asked the host, which of them will lead Ahab astray? And then a spirit whose name is not specified, but who is analogous to the, the Satan 
volunteers to be, quote, a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Got it. And remember, we did a Q&A about that, too. Yeah. And there was no consensus on whether that guy who spoke was actually Satan, a Satan, an angel, what? Well, the the addition of a Satan versus the Satan, mm-hmm. or the Satan, whatever right. you know, the correct analogy is, or whatever. Right. I'm brain. Um, but regardless of the Satan or a Satan, mm-hmm. um, I lost my complete train of thought. You used my the... brain opposed me. My my brain was Satan just then. It, it's opposing me. You used the wrong article, yeah. and then you called the article a pronoun or something, right? And then you were like, "I cannot." No, my brain kept it got stuck. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. It was going to be something really fantastic, and you all really just missed out on something like so amazing. Doubt it. <laughs> Anyways. So the the Satan appears, the Satan yeah. appears in the book of Job, which I mentioned right, earlier, right, yeah. which is a poetic dialogue between God and Satan. That's a nice way to describe what, what <laughs> happened there, which may have been written around the time of the Babylonian captivity, huh, which okay. is interesting since that's about where we're at. Yeah. And in that text, Job is a righteous man favored by Yahweh. And in Job... It describes the sons of God presenting themselves before Yahweh, and Yahweh asks one of them, the Satan, where he has been, to which he replies that he has been roaming about the earth. Mm. And, and that's when God's like, have you checked out my guy, yeah. Job, over here? Right. And that's when that happens. Right. So. God's... Not that. He wasn't that favored. He gets the, He's like, yeah, go fuck with him. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very uncool. Right. Um, the book of Enoch, it, which is uh, from the Dead Sea Scrolls, okay, um, it contains unique material on the origins of demons and Nephilim. Oh, interesting. Why some angels fell from heaven and an explanation of why the Genesis flood was morally necessary huh. and some prophetic exposition on the thousand year reign of the Messiah. Interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. So the Book of Enoch, which the Dead Sea Scrolls revealed, was nearly as popular as the Torah Wow! in its time. Yeah. That's what the Dead Sea Scrolls revealed, that it was nearly as popular as the Torah. But then it just disappeared. Um, Yeah, we don't really know. I mean, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls was a big thing, right? Yeah. So, like, they got rediscovered after Mm -hmm. a thousand years or whatever. Well, I mean, think about it. What happened to so many things during the Babylonian exile. Right. That's true. So. That's true. It's amazing that we found anything to begin with. And then that we found some things like the Dead Sea Scrolls later is further amazing. Right. Right. I think it's funny because there was a lot of talk about how they're not going to publish these things at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking 30 or 40 years ago or whatever. Right. Right. But like there was all kinds of worry about how it would disprove God. And I'm like, well, the Bible does a fine job of that on its own. Yeah. Guys, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really think you can fuck this up anymore. No, no. And, um, anyway, what is your God so weak? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, is your faith so weak that you can't stand it being shook up by some mere, I don't know, words. Right. Right. So, um, the book of Enoch describes a group of 200 angels known as the watchers. Who are assigned to supervise the earth. Which, do you remember that show Fringe? 
yes. that we watched. Yeah. And oh, they had the watch. They yeah. had the watchers yeah, who yeah. were assigned to supervise the Earth, right? Yeah. And I wonder if if this is where they got took those it from, from. That yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that was a great show, by the by. It was. Um, anyway, the watchers were assigned to supervise the Earth, but instead abandoned their duties. And they have sexual intercourse with human women. Those fuckers. Yeah. Man. So that's what the Book of Enoch talks about. That's how the Nephilim are come oh, about. Oh, okay, okay. And so one member of the group of watchers, known as Azazel, spread sin and corruption among humankind. Hmm. And the watchers are ultimately sequestered in isolated caves across the earth and are condemned to face judgment at the end of time. Oh. And I don't know if you remember, but we were... Be careful were, what craves, caves you crawl into. Well, as I was saying, I don't know if you remember, but we are watching, like, we're towards the end of um, Supernatural. I think there's only, like, two more seasons that... Because we're behind. Oh, obviously. obviously. <laughs> yeah. But where we were at, um, that boy, Jack, opened some caves in the ground. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about, letting uh, loose. Okay, okay. So, that's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. So the Book of Jubilees, which I don't know anything about, was written around 150 B.C. Okay. And it retells the story of the Watcher's defeat. But in deviation from the Book of Enoch, this guy Mastema, the chief of spirits, intervenes before, intervenes before all of their demon offspring are sealed away. And he requests that Yahweh let him keep some of them to become his workers. Is this so? These are the demons. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, and the the head guy Mastema is like, I'm the master. Right. I'm Master Mastema, and I need some of these uh, uh, angel baby bag boy demons as right. my slaves. Right. So Yahweh acquiesces. Huh. And uh, Mastema. Even in supernatural entities, slavery mm -hmm. is okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but this part is so cool. Ready for this? I'm ready. Mastema uses them to tempt humans into committing more sins so that he may punish them for their wickedness. And one of those sins was he induced Yahweh to test Abraham by ordering him to sacrifice what? Isaac. Oh, my God. Seriously? <laughs> like, it's an apologist take on the Abraham story? Yes. Even? Yes. That's such bullshit. It, it's not God's fault. He had his arm twisted. That's bullshit. By Mastema. That is bullshit. Right? This all-powerful motherfucking like, It's bullshit enough that there's there's <laughs> this fucking God that supposedly has control over all of our lives or whatever. And whatever. And then he's like, how much and, do you have faith in me? How then, much? How much? Show me. Show me. Kill him. Kill him. Do it. Do it. Do it. But like, I'm just why, kidding. Why, why else would you have an apologist thing written in, what was it, 150 AD? Mm -hmm. 80? Okay. Why would you have somebody write an apologist account unless, even back then, they were already starting to go, eh, this stuff is a little, God's a little bit of a dick here, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe we should, like, tone him down and give him a reason why that happened because yeah. that was a dick move, man. And they were like, how can we make this seem better? And instead, they made God seem weak. It's just, I mean, but, like, okay, but it just, it just proves that none of this is real because... Right. They're just constantly making up excuses for this and that and rewriting. I mean, the shit that we're reading right now with the Chronicler. Yeah. I mean, he's just rewriting what he fucking wants to rewrite. Yep. It's crap. I don't understand why it's included as canon in the Bible. Like, look at this right. rewriting. Yeah. 
Why? No, I, and I can't imagine being the person sitting there editing a new version of the Bible and saying, yeah, let's just keep this shit in. Whatever. It, right. I mean, it only detracts completely from the other thing. I mean, I can <laughs> understand it if it's like this book is a collection of ancient texts, some of which sure. um, oppose each other. That would be cool if that's how it was introduced. But it's not. It's introduced as this book is the good word. It is God's word. And every every word of it 100% is true. And you need to believe the whole thing. Right. No, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, I believe in God. Oh, really? Okay. Well, why do you believe in God? And then, and, and it wasn't based on the Bible. It was based on feelings and whatever. And they said, and there's this book that we read and... You know, you kind of have to decide what you think your version of God is because there's a lot of people that have different takes in this book, you know. That would be somewhat better. Better, than... but still not perfect. Right, right, right. The no, only no, way, yeah. The only way this book, the Bible, is excusable is if you say it is not a story. It is a collection of various stories from Dum Dums way back when. Right, like the collection of Jewish folklore that we're going over in our book club. Or like, like you could just Greek... say it's this is a collection of stupid ass stories. You decide which ones you like. Like <laughs> like Beowulf and, you know, the Greek, Roman and Egyptian gods and right. you know, from the beginning of time, all the dumbest stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like which okay, I just lumped them all together and called them all dumb stories. Some are clearly more interesting than others. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I love Beowulf. Right. Even though it's dull as fuck. Right. I love the, the overall. And I love learning about the Greek, Roman, and Egyptian gods. But then we get to the Christian guy and his collection, and it's so messy and stupid. But you know what? We have the benefit. No, well, we have the ill fortune of having a book already written about this, right? Mm -hmm. There's not like a Bible of Greek gods that I know of. Right. It's been stories handed down through all time right and yeah. they they've been written in so many different ways that it's just a matter of a bunch of different essentially fables that have been cobbled together and here are the stories of these things right well we've been told from you know early on in human history that this book of god quote unquote is the book of god the not, one not true a, god not a grouping of of stories about a god that we want to you know remember type thing but this is a book that is either god's word or almost god's word right and we're supposed to take it as such right right and that's just complete crap that's not what it is it's right. not that at all no it's a bunch of people trying to explain what god is yeah in their own fucking words and then a bunch of other guys saying this story is not cool and then trying to rewrite it Right, right. Not to redefine God, but to redefine who was living at those times. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. I mean, yeah. Well, let me continue on with my notes. Sure, sorry. And, yeah. No, no, rants are great. In the Middle Ages, Satan played a minimal role in Christian theology and was used as a common, a comic relief figure hmm. in mystery plays. Ah. So that's funny. That's funny. During the early modern period, so we're talking like 16, 17, 18, 1900s. Yeah. Um, Satan's significance greatly increased as beliefs such as demonic possession and witch witchcraft became more prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. That's a period of shame. Right. 
And then during the Age of Enlightenment, belief in the existence of Satan was harshly criticized by thinkers such as my man Voltaire. <laughs> I love me some Voltaire, y'all. Oh. If you ever want to read a book that is funny as fuck and just smart as anything, read Candide. Yeah. It, it is just fantastic. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. That was off topic. But I just love Voltaire. Right. So anyways... Uh, nonetheless, belief in Satan has persisted, as we well know, particularly in the Americas. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a sad how? claim to Tell fame. me all about it. Having said that, most Jews do not believe in the existence of a supernatural omnimalevolent figure. And I really like that word, omnimalevolent. It's a good word. Right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that the Jewish people don't believe in this, though. It's because they're intelligent. <laughs> they're intellectual, as we talked about last time. Well, they're inquisitive at the very least. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, the Jews also tend to reject any belief in rebel or fallen angels and view evil as abstract, as, as in the case of human adversaries. Sure. So, sure. you know, again, they, they are inquisitive and intellectual and right. view these things as such. Right. So, but um, no, America has fallen in fan, into fantastical, you know, basically God fantasy land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So stupid. So as I said at the beginning, Satan and devil are terms that are used interchangeably. Um, we've gone over this a little bit before when we talked about Belial and some of the other um, bad boy gods. Um, but devil itself means to slander or slanderer. Okay. Beelzebub, Lord of Flies, is another name he goes by. Yeah. And Abaddon, the Destroyer, is okay. another one. All right. Um, there were a whole bunch of others, but, I mean, we're getting, like, repetitive here, so right. I just cut it to those. Sure. Um, the New Testament Gospels identify Satan and his demons as the causes of illness. Um, there was a bunch of New Testament stuff I did not get into since we are not there yet. Yeah. But I will say this, um, a bunch of stuff in the book of Luke, um, they talk about the devil and his demons being the cause of illnesses, including fever, leprosy, and arthritis. And then the book of Hebrews describes the devil as him who holds the power of death. Hmm. And then last note, apparently Muslims do not regard Satan as the cause of evil, but as a tempter who takes advantage of humans' inclinations toward self-centeredness. Hmm. Okay. So, more, yeah. more of a spirit than a um, being. Right, right. So, yeah, it just sounds like somebody to blame all the problems on to me. But, yeah, you the know, devil whatever. made me do it. Right, yeah. I mean, that that, that's a, yeah, it's a trope. It so. is a trope, and it's so stupid. Just take responsibility for your actions. Herschel Walker, you have a thousand babies out there, <laughs> and that's... Even including all the abortions you made people have. Right. For God's sakes. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, it would, that was an interesting, I, I learned a lot there. Like, I, did I mean, too. I like the idea that, that Satan came from a, maybe came from a Hebrew word that was, that meant opposer. Yeah. So Which, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start people calling people that oppose me like, goddamn Satan. You're a Satan. You're Satan. You're a Satan. You're a Satan. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, that was all we had for the Q&A today. That's all I have for the Q&A today. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow for... Sacrilegious Book Club.
and we'll have our weekly replay that day as well. And then we'll be back on Monday with... First Chronicles chapter 26. That is correct. Yay! All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband! Wife! Do you know what today is? I do. Tell me. It's... it's it's, you don't want to sing it. Yeah, I don't want to sing it. <laughs> Sacrilegious book club. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. We are covering a treasury of Jewish folklore, stories, traditions, legends, humor, wisdom, and folk songs of the Jewish people. And edited, so much more. Edited by no. Nathan Asubel. Not That's not. No. 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 Okay. So that's what we're getting into today. Uh, we're going to cover the first part, which is Jewish salt. Got it. Jewish salt. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Okie dokie. <laughs> Okay, so to uh, reiterate, we are covering a treasury of Jewish folklore. Folklore, folklore, folklore. Oh my God. I, I thought about doing it with the intro, mm-hmm. and then I, 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 that was all the, I paused, and I was like, oh, I, I screwed this up. And then you paused So then I long. just, I had to do it at the beginning of this one, because I was like, it was just there. I was like. Okay, you're an idiot. Stop. <laughs> um, and the first section uh, that we're covering is Jewish salt. And. Just to remind you what that means, um, there is a phrase called attic salt. I'd never heard of till I read this and had to look it up. Right. Um, and attic salt is a poignant and delicate wit or a dry, shrewd, pointed, cutting, or subtle humor. Yeah. And um, that's because in classical times, the word salt was a frequent metaphor for the word wit. Okay? Got it. And so Jewish salt then means... That the stories from this section are all going to have some kind of shrewd or dry <laughs> wit to them. Got okay? it. Okay? Yeah. So, um, I picked out several that I thought would be fun to read. Okay. And um, you can react to them. Got okay? it. And they're quite short. They're quite short. The first one that I'm going to read is on page three. And it's called... Oh, oh, I had one more thing I wanted to say before I one read it. One more thing. Got sorry, it. Yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that the majority of these came from the Agata, or um, there were a few that came from the Midrash, and both the Agata and Midrash are supplemental materials to the Talmud, which is the second law, okay. as opposed to the first law being the books of Moses, or what we would call the Pentateuch. Yeah, I think we covered that in the first we did. Uh, one that we, the Jewish, the intro to this. Yes, I just yeah. wanted to reiterate that, that that's where these stories came from. Got okay? it, got it. Okay, so page three, a lesson in Talmud. Okay. okay, yep. One day, a country fellow came to his rabbi. Rabbi, he said, in the tongue-tied fashion of the unlettered in the presence of the learned. For a long time, I've been hearing of Talmud. It puzzles me not to know what Talmud is. Please teach me what is Talmud. Talmud? The rabbi smiled tolerantly as one does to a child. Tolerantly. Yeah, as one does to a child. Right. You'll never understand Talmud. You're a present. (laughs) Oh, rabbi, you must teach me, the fellow insisted. I've never asked you for a favor. This time I ask, please teach me. What is Talmud? Very well, said the rabbi. Listen carefully. If two burglars enter a house by way of the chimney and find themselves in the living room, one with a dirty face and one with a clean face, which one will wash? What? One, 
Which okay. one will wash? Yeah, and I will pause here to let you answer. Two burglars enter a house by way of the chimney. So two burglars come in the chimney. Yeah. They find themselves in the living room. Okay. One's got a dirty face and one's got a clean face. Which one's going to wash their face? The one with the dirty face. Okay. The peasant thought a while and said, naturally, the one with the dirty face. That's right. what you yeah, said, right? right? You see, said the rabbi, I told you a farmer couldn't master Talmud. The one with the clean face looked at the one with the dirty face, and assuming his own face was also dirty, of course he washed it. <laughs> While the one with the dirty face, observing the clean face of his colleague, naturally assumed his own was clean mm. and did not wash it. I see. But we're not done. Again. I, it doesn't, I mean, you couldn't just put your hand on your face and be like. It, it's mm. a, qu- a thought I question. I know, I know. It's a parable. I got it. Okay. Again, the peasant reflected. Then, his face brightening, he said, Thank you, Rabbi, thank you. Now I understand, Talmud. See, said the rabbi warily, it is just as I said. You are a peasant. And who but a peasant would think for a moment that when two burglars enter a house by way of the chimney, only one will have a dirty face. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were doing biblical stories. Well... Um, we're, th- those are different sections. Oh, we're in the first okay. section, which is Jewish salt. Okay. Which these are witticisms. Okay. I thought that was fun. That's fine. You didn't think it was funny. It's, it is what it is. You didn't love it. No. Well, the next one is it, really short. It's called okay. Bad Business. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The evil spirit. Oh, page seven. Sorry. Bad Business, page seven. The evil spirit once came dejected before God and wailed, Almighty God, I want you to know that I am bored, bored to tears. I go around doing nothing all day long. There isn't a stitch of work for me to do. I can't understand you, replied God. There's plenty of work to be done, only you've got to have more initiative. Why don't you try to lead people into sin? That's your job. <laughs> lead people into sin, muttered the evil spirit contemptuously. Why, Lord, even before I can get a chance to say a blessed word to anyone, he has already gone and sinned. <laughs> Man sins before the oh, devil even oh. has a chance to, okay, okay. to do it. I got it. To I help him it. along. You know? Sorry, yeah. Man is bad. I got it. Yeah, you weren't following. I was, yeah. You were bored. No, it, it, I just, I, I missed the punchline. <laughs> so... There were like five sentences. How did you miss the punchline? You are not into these like at all. Uh, and they like, I love a good dad joke. And to me, that's what these are. I guess I was thinking that it would be. You want more folk else. tales and we're not doing folk tales yeah. at the moment. That's not the section we're on. All right. All right. We're doing Jewish salt. I got it. I got it. Okay. So think dad jokes. Okay. Okay. Okay, the next one is on page 11, pain and pleasure. A Jewish father took his little boy to the bath for the first time. When they jumped into the pool, the little boy began to shiver with cold and cried, Oi, Papa, oi! His father then led him out of the pool, rubbed him down with a towel, and dressed him. Ah, Papa, ah, poured the little fel- purred the little fellow, tingling with pleasant warmth. Isaac, said the father thoughtfully, do you want to know the difference between a cold bath and sin? When you jump into a cold pool, you first yell, Oi! And then you say, Ah! But when you commit a sin, you first say, Ah! And then you yell, Oi! 
<laughs> cute, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying these. I'm That's sorry. Great. These yeah. are just right for me. Okay, mm-hmm. the next one is on page 13. It's called World Weary. For two and a half years, the rival Talmudic schools of Shammai and of Hillel debated the question, but they could not resolve it. The adherents of Shammai argued that it would have been far better for man had he never been created. The followers of Hillel maintained that it was good that man had been created. Finally, both schools concluded their controversy in a compromise, that it would have been far better for man had he never been created, but since he is already here on earth, it is his obligation to make the best of it and live uprightly. Sounds good. That one was not... A dad joke. That was right. a witticism. Okay. Always do your best, guys. Yeah. With what you got. Right. Like, this is your lot in life, and you might as well give it your all. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, the very next one, same page, page 13, is truth in gay clothes. Gay in the happy sense of the right, word, right. not the homosexual sense of the word. Right. For those who may not know that gay used to mean um, happiness and joy. Right. Like, Dom, we now are gay apparel. Right. Okay. The preacher of Dubno, Jacob Krantz, was once asked why the parable has such persuasive power over people. The preacher replied, I will explain this by means of a parable. So I'm going to tell you about parables via parable. Okay. It happened once that truth walked about in the streets as naked as his mother bore him. I call bullshit. <laughs> naturally people were scandalized and wouldn't let him into their houses whoever saw him got frightened and ran away and so as truth wandered through the streets brooding over his troubles he met parable parable was gaily decked out in fine clothes and was a sight to see he asked tell me what is the meaning of all this why do you walk about naked and looking so woebegone truth shook his head sadly and replied Everything is going downhill with me, brother. I've gotten so old and decrepit that everyone avoids me. What you're saying makes no sense, said Parable. People are not giving you a wide berth because you are old. Take me, for instance. I am no younger than you. Nevertheless, the older I get, the more attractive people find me. Just let me confide a secret to you about people. They don't like things plain and bare, but dressed up prettily and a little artificial. I'll tell you what, I will lend you some fine clothes like mine, and you'll soon see how people will take to you. Truth followed this advice and decked himself out in parables gay clothes. And lo and behold, people no longer shunned him, but welcomed him heartily. Since that time, truth and parable are to be seen as inseparable companions, esteemed and loved by all. Mm. I don't know about that, but... (laughs) You're not convinced? I'm not convinced. Okay. Okay, page 14, we're going to read, There are miracles and miracles. There's mir- There's not miracles and there's not miracles. Okay. But for the sake <laughs> of this story. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. A Hasid had heard so much of the sanctity of a certain rabbi that he journeyed all the way from his village to the town where the great rabbi lived. What miracles has your rabbi performed? inquired the visiting Hasid of one of the rabbi's disciples. Well, there are miracles and miracles, replied the disciple. Mm -hmm. 
For instance, the people of your town would regard it as a miracle if God should do your rabbi's bidding. We, on the other hand, regard it as a miracle that our rabbi does God's bidding. (laughs) 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 Tell me that's not good. Good. Cute. Good. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. you like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good stuff. That was that was a good dad joke for you. That was a good dad joke. Yeah. All right. I appreciated that one. Okay. Next is page sixteen. Okay. He should have taken more time. The rabbi ordered a pair of new pants for the Passover holidays from the village tailor. The tailor, who was very unreliable, took a long time finishing the job. The rabbi was afraid that he would not have the garment ready for the holidays. On the day before Passover, the tailor came running out, all out of breath, to deliver the pants. The rabbi examined his new garment with a critical eye. Thank you for bringing my pants on time, he said. But tell me, my friend, if it took God only six days to create our vast and complicated world, why did it have to take you six weeks to make this simple pair of pants? But rabbi, murmured the tailor triumphantly, just look at the mess God made. And then look at this beautiful pair of pants. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't wrong. Right. Okay, page 19. Page 19, we are reading The Secret of Power. Okay. Mm -hmm. The waters were rising until they almost reached the throne of glory. Thereupon the Almighty cried out, Be still, O waters! Then the waters became vainglorious and boasted, We are the mightiest of all creation. Let us flood the earth. At this, God grew wrathful and rebuked the waters. Do not boast of your strength, ye vain braggarts. I will send you, I will send upon you the sands and they will rise up a barrier against you. (laughs) When the waters saw the sand and of what tiny grains it consisted, they began to mock, how can such tiny grains as you stand up against us? Our smallest wave will sweep you over. When the grains of sand heard this, they were frightened, but their leader comforted them. Do not fear, brothers. True enough, we are tiny, and every one of us by himself is insignificant. The wind can carry us to all the ends of the earth, too. But if... Okay, let me try that again. Sorry. The wind can carry us to all the ends of the earth, but... If we all only remain united, then the waters will see what kind of power we have. When the little grains of sand heard these words of comfort, they came flying from all the corners of the earth and lay down one on top of the other and against each other upon the shores of the seas. They rose up in mounds and hills and in mountains and formed a huge barrier against the waters. And when the waters saw how the great army of the grains of sand stood united, they became frightened and retreated. Mm. Isn't that an interesting flood story? (laughs) It's right. It almost sounds more like the beginning of land story. Yeah. You know, when God was like, because at first it was all just water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like, this is where he's like, don't feel so big about yourself or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, here's sand. Yeah. (laughs) Have some sand. Okay, this next one um, uh, is my favorite. It's fucking hilarious to me. Um, It's on page 20. I'm not going to read you the title because it might give away the punchline. Okay. Okay? 
a young Talmudic scholar. Oh, also, this one is more recent and modern. Um, It speaks of America. So, you know, and I wasn't going to do any of those. I was going to mostly stick to the old ones. But it's so hilarious to me. I stuck this one in there. Got it. Okay. So forgive me, husband, for I have sinned. Mm. <laughs> a young Talmudic scholar left Minsk and went to America. After many years, he returned to the old country. His aged mother could hardly recognize him. He was dressed in the very latest fashion. Where is your beard? His mother asked, aghast. Nobody wears a beard in America. Right. But at least you keep the Sabbath? In America, almost everybody works on the Sabbath. The old mother sighed. And how is it with the food? She asked hopefully. Ah, oh, Mama, answered the son apologetically. It's too much trouble to be kosher in America. <laughs> the old mother hesitated. Then, in a confidential voice, she whispered, Tell your old mother, son, are you still circumcised? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> like, you could just put the foreskin back right, on. Right, right, yeah. It was called circumcisional evidence. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I'm just sorry you didn't like that one. No, it was it was all right. Well, that was the last one I'm going to read from this section. <laughs> and <laughs> so you could say I saved best for last. There you go. But um, the next section we will get into next week yeah. is part two, Heroes. And there's a whole introduction to it. So I'm not sure if I'm only going to go over the introduction or if I'm going to do the introduction and read some. Um, we'll see what happens, okay? Because... Um, it's also broken down into several parts, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. But next week, heroes. Sounds good. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys in. Oh right. wait, wait. What? 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 We'll be back. Uh, we got the weekly replay today. Yeah. And then we'll be back on Monday with. Um, First Chronicles chapter twenty six. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys in. Bye. Hey wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.